Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Josh, and we are inching closer to the start of football season as rookies are reporting to minicamp this week. And, you know, we could sit here, we could go through all the acorns, the next Preston Williams, the next inside linebacker that's going to be a big thumper. But, Josh, simple question for you. Could the Dolphins redshirt all their rookies virtually for a second straight season? I want to say no, but after what we saw last year, it's definitely possible, right? And with how loaded this roster is, I mean – Cam Smith's probably going to get some playing time, so I I don't know that I can say they could, but it's definitely a possibility. I mean, they're just a talented roster, and um, we've seen before that they're not too – they don't feel pressure to to at least get these guys out there on the field. So it's definitely possible, man. What do you think? It's a tough one, and let's start with Cam Smith because I think what the Dolphins did with this pick was, you know, the best player available. I think you're maybe looking at Xavier Howard down the road. Um, You weren't really expecting Cater Kohu to be a a guy, and and maybe you still just want that depth. Uh, You got guys like Dick Needham coming back as well. So, man, I I don't really – is there really playing time? Is there a path for Cam Smith to get playing time? I understand if he falls out in the preseason, things might change, injuries might change things, but – Based on the statistics we've seen, I mean, Cater Kohu has been awesome as a, as a downfield defender. I think that really fits into what Vic Fangio on this defense is going to do. This is nothing to do against Cam Smith being a – maybe not even being ready. I just think there might be a situation here where how do you find a spot for him on the field because I do think the depth is there and uh, a lot of talent in that secondary as well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this has to do with Nick Needham's injury, right? We're not too certain on how far along he is. It sounds like he's out, uh, you know, going to be out there. He's ready to go. So if that's the case, I mean, when he was healthy, he was pretty good. Whether it was inside, outside, he could do a little bit of everything. But um, I think you're right, man, especially with that Cam Smith pick. When they drafted him, it had to be, you know, more so for best player available and then what they could use down the road. You know, when Xavier Howard gets up there in age, even Jalen Ramsey's getting up there in age. I mean, at some point, um, you're going to need another cornerback in that room. And for how, you know, pass heavy the – teams are nowadays i mean it made it makes a lot more sense now than it might have did back in april so um i guess the only thing i would say is with again how pass heavy some of these offenses are a dime defense you know having him out there on the field um it's definitely a battle to watch and i think with how i don't want to say nfl ready because that sounds so so cliche but cam smith looked pretty damn good in college so um if anybody's going to come out there you know earn those reps i think it will be cam smith because again um he's just a pretty talented cornerback and he can play inside and outside so 
I, I think he'll see some snaps, but if, you know, Nick Needham and Trill Williams is moving to safety, right? I think that's what we I heard. So, yeah. Keon Cross, and we didn't even, we don't even mention him, right? Justin Bethel, some of those guys that had to step up last season. I mean, it's going to be a battle in camp, and the best man's going to win. So we'll see how it plays out. But I do think one way or another, we're going to see Cam Smith out in the field this season. I just don't know how many snaps he'll eventually get. Guess how old Justin Bethel is. I want to say he's old, right? But I, I he's probably going to be young. I was going to say like in over over 30, like 31, yep. 32. Okay. 33. Was I right? 33. Wow. Look okay. at you. Very nice. Just shame on me for even bringing him up then. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually caught me off guard. I thought he'd be younger. Um, to kind of stick with the cliches, you think about that Vic Fangio defense, and it kind of relies on that joker, right? That guy who can come in, be like a fake linebacker, be a cornerback, be a fake safety, and, and kind of play that role in that middle of the defense. And that's a great point. That could be the path for Cam Smith to be on the field, because I think he can kind of be that guy. I don't know if he'd be uh, so refined in it as a, as a rookie in the NFL, but you can kind of see how he could be that joker role with his physicality and uh, just, I guess, good coverage skills is the simplest way to put it. Josh, this is probably the player everyone has their eyes on, whether it's fantasy football, whether it's real-life football, Devon A-Chain. Josh, the Dolphins in the third round drafted a linebacker who weighs less than 190 pounds, yet he ran for over 1,000 yards in the SEC. Where is Devon A-Chain's path to the field? Do you see a scenario where he could be redshirted? I, I mean, besides returning kicks, I definitely could see that, especially if they go out there and get Dalvin Cook, like, you know, so many fans are, you know, begging for, and we keep hearing different rumors here and there. I, all the reports we hear out of OTAs, it, with, it's shorts. I mean, they're not in pads and things like that. There's no contact, but it was just, you know, one big play. This guy's so explosive. His speed's insane. There was even a Tua Tungvaloa interview for the Palm Beach Post where he said um, A-Chain has been very impressive throughout the first OTAs. I think when you look at the practices that we've had, he's shown some pretty cool bursts of his speed, his hands, understanding the play. He's done a really good job with all that. And I think that's, you know, a lot of these rookies, they got to come in and they got to learn the verbiage and get the playbook down and, you know, know where to be on every single play. And if he's getting that down, I mean, and then all you need to do is get him the ball and let him do his his thing whether it's in you know pass catching uh you know tosses out outside zone whatever it might be um I think he will be on the field but I think it does go back to whether or not they bring in a Dalvin Cook or even another veteran running back that could ultimately decide a chain's fate at least this year but uh we know long term this was what one of the few backs the Dolphins have invested a pretty high draft pick on and we all remember how excited Mike McDaniel at least seemed when they made that pick so I'm excited to see what happens but I do think you know he could be red shirt especially if they bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook yeah, I think Kenyon Drake was the last third-round pick the Dolphins had um, at running back. Uh, I agree. If, if you know, Delvin Cook signs, if the Dolphins sign another running back for some reason, he's definitely banished to the shadow realm. I do. I, I like leaving uh, kick returning out of this just because there is a chance he could just be that guy. I mean, I mean, Javon Holland was doing it his rookie year. I think he was doing it last year as well. So there's a lot of different things you can do with that, even though most of the time you're just going to be waving your hand up in there. Josh, is there any situation where maybe he could be redshirt without the Dolphins adding another player? I mean, you go back, you watch the Buffalo game late in season, and you just saw that the Dolphins, a little more than I originally thought going back and watching games again, they tried to sprinkle in Salvan Ahmed as much as they can. And I'm not sitting here and saying, this is your big fantasy sleeper guy, but I do think the Dolphins like what he can bring to the table, and that might be enough to kind of keep HN on ice for another year. It's definitely possible. I mean, again, it has a lot to do with how quickly he can get that playbook down and how, you know, big of an impact he can make with every touch he gets because they do like to sprinkle these different guys in there. And as of now, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say a loaded running back room, but they got some solid pieces and some solid vets that they're going to certainly give some touches to. 
The Dolphins only had four picks in the draft, so we're falling all the way down to the sixth round, where Elijah Higgins, at six foot three, two thirty five, was drafted by the Miami Dolphins. And this is a case of a receiver going to tight end, kind of like a Mike Kosicki type thing, that big wide receiver. This is an interesting one because I think it's well known that tight ends, they take a little while to develop in the NFL. I mean, you go back, you think about Mike Kosicki's rookie year. Um, it was horror stories, right? His inability to block. I mean, he's still great at it, but there were horror stories from his rookie year. So I think you see that the Dolphins have three veterans out there that they signed Eric Sauber, they signed Tyler Croft, and you know they gave Durham Smythe the contract extension. So I don't think there's virtually any way we'll see a lot of Elijah Higgins. However, man, I did see that the Dolphins like to sprinkle in someone like Braylon Sanders last year. He was more of that take your take the top off the defense. But as a tight end who could be a little speedy, there might be a few plays here where that matchup just kind of sticks out, whether it's washing out maybe a physical small safety or whether it's just kind of streaking down the field, beat that linebacker who's not expecting it, you know, that generic tight end all alone in the end zone. I think there's a shot we could say see a play here or there. But, but overall, man, I'm not expecting much from Higgins, especially his first year going to tight end. Yeah, maybe I'm pessimistic, but I don't know that I'm really expecting too much out of him. You know, if he if he hits and makes that transition and becomes a solid tight end, I mean, I think we'll all be pleasantly surprised and happy with that pick. I mean, um, the transition from tight end to the uh, you know to get to the NFL and play tight end always seems to be takes a year or two for them to get settled. But um, I think he could be one of those guys that you know slowly surprises, maybe makes some plays in training camp, preseason, does things like that that they have no um, you know with how this tight end room is, they could have a guy emerge and maybe go out there and get some of those reps. And I keep saying every time you watch him play, at least the film in college, he reminds you of almost like a Mike Gesicki who can do things after the catch, who can block a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with him. But again, I'm not expecting too much from him this year. And honestly, you know, as pessimistic as it might sound, I don't know that I'm expecting too much from him at all, but I hope that they can find a way to make this guy that be their tight end and have him fit and make that transition seamlessly because, you know, I don't think Mike McDaniel's offense needs a tight end, but having a big slot like that who can do the tight end things would definitely help this offense. Speaking of players, the Mike McDaniel offense might leverage. We see it with Alk and Gold quite a bit. Josh, the final pick by the Miami Dolphins, and don't don't get me wrong here. I'm not sitting here, you know, planning a flag on a seventh round pick to be the next guy, but Ryan Hayes played exclusively left tackle at Michigan, and I don't think he even gave up a sack in his career. Uh, it's kind of a weird stat seeing that Liam Eikenberg did the same thing, and we've seen how that's really developed. Josh, there are hints that he might be someone who can switch to guard. There are also hints that, hey, maybe he could be a swing tackle. Does Mike McDaniel's defense offense excuse me, even use the swing tackle that much, considering they have the fullback on the field that can kind of do its own unique things? Where can Ryan Hayes fit in? I do, weirdly enough, think that with the offensive line, the odds are greater that we might see them just out of nowhere. You know how situations can get pretty dire. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. And I think you can kind of tip your hat because I, whenever we did the Ryan Hayes, you know, part of our podcast, you said that he kind of reminded you a lot of a guard. So, um, I, again, I don't think you're expecting too much out of this guy. You know, if he's out there, I think that says a lot more about the Dolphins offensive line than anything. I keep going back and joking that this might have been a Stephen Ross pick because he really wanted that Michigan Wolverine. But, again, you mentioned like not that. giving up a sack. Um, he was part of one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in the entire nation. So, Let's see what we have. Let him go in there and compete and let the best five offensive linemen play. But if Ryan Hayes is out there at any point in this season, we might be in trouble. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of maybe if he can play late in season, depending on how the cards go, maybe as that swing tackle and just showing that ability to get out in the open and really lock down onto linebackers. You're not whiffing things like that. That could be make for a nice transition to guard where that's a lot of the same thing. Um, functionality, uh, strength. Warren Sharp here says that's kind of a downside with him. So it's going to be tough. Again, seventh round pick. Um, there's a good chance he get redshirted, be the practice squad guy all year. But doomsday has happened where this offensive line has given me nightmares for, what, probably a decade at this point? Yeah, I think we were kind of spoiled there for a little bit. I mean, the Jake Long days when Tony Sperano was around, we had Richie some awesome Cagnito. offensive linemen. Yeah, we even had some offensive lines that were solid after that. But just lately, it's been absolutely dismal. I guess before we wrap it up, Jake, are there any acorns, you know, quote unquote, that you see making uh, you know, a, a chance to stick on the 53-man roster and get some of those reps? I mean, I don't want to completely rehash the podcast we already did on our acorns, but I like Aubrey Miller. I think you talked about Landon Roberts' presence not being there in the middle of the field. I think Aubrey Miller could, you know, get some reps and really show out in camp, especially with Zeke Vandenberg going down. He was a guy that a lot of people thought might do some things at linebacker. So I'm holding out hope that Aubrey Miller can be that presence in the middle of the Dolphins defense, but they still have time to bring in a Reuben Foster like we're always going to completely talk about. And um, I think Miles Jack might still be out there. I was driving, I, coming back from dropping my daughter off at school, and I'm like, shit, isn't Miles Jack still a free agent? I remember when everyone wanted Miles Jack. So um, Aubrey Miller, though, I think what he did at Jackson State, very physical. I think he could fill out a Landon Roberts role. Who should we keep an eye on that you you like, Jake, acorn-wise? Give, give me everyone from that Jacksonville defense that was able to pull Blake Bortles to a AFC conference title game. Josh, this is going to be pretty interesting because you see like the Rams, I think it's 80. Oh man, I'm going to say a number. It's going to sound so ridiculous, but the number of rookies they have on that roster is absolutely bananas. The, the, the requirement to kind of lean on that youth is just so crazy where the Dolphins are not that dire of a situation, but they did enter the off season with over half the roster entering free agency. So there are going to have to be some rookies that step up. Some, you know, players are, or the coaching staff, the, I should say the front office is going to be pinching its pennies. So I got to be honest, Josh, I do like the idea of Aubrey Miller coming in and being that linebacker. It's just kind of a situation where there's so many guys on that defense who just know their job and they're going to be able to do a little more than that on their plate, right? You know, the Christian Wilkins double teams, whether it's Jalen Ramsey coming up, making a play out of nowhere. I think that's an opportunity for a linebacker if he can come in and just show he can stuff the middle of that field, that there's an opportunity here to really really focus in on a specific trait, a specific talent for a few of these positions. Linebacker, guard might even be one. Just because of the atmosphere around him, it is going to be so successful where I do think that's a possibility. But Josh, to be completely honest, I have not done a lot of research on the undrafted guys just yet. Um, outside of the podcast we, we've done, I've been actually going back watching some old games and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about where I am right now.